Good morning. Welcome to another Lord's Day, another opportunity for virtual worship. It's my prayer that those of you uh, who are listening or watching, that you had a great uh, 4th of July, that you practice social distancing, that you're taking care of yourself because we are not out of the woods with this coronavirus pandemic, despite what we might be hearing from uh, leaders around the country. Uh, let's listen to the experts and, and take care of ourselves. But this morning, there is a word on this being the first Sunday in July. Also, it will be our communion Sunday. And after the message today, uh, we will carry out the Lord's Supper. So uh, you would get your bread or crackers, water, juice prepared uh, to participate if you desire. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the letter, the book of 1 John, chapter 2. Verses 15 through 17. Uh, we've been studying that in our Wednesday uh, night Bible study at 6 p.m. We invite you to join us. Um, we're doing it through Microsoft uh, Teams. If you desire to join, please contact the church and you will be given guidance and direction. Or if you're checking us out on Facebook, um, the links are being placed there as well as well um, as the website. In 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 through 17, you'll find these words. I'm going to read the King James Version of the text first. It says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. I'm going to read the New Living Translations of that same text. And it says, Stop loving this evil world and all that it offers you. For when you love the world, you show that you do not have the love of the Father in you. For the world offers only the lust for physical pleasure, the lust for everything we see, and pride in our possessions. These are not from the Father. They are from this evil world. The focus text is uh, verse 17. And this world is fading away, along with everything it craves, but if you do the will of God, you will live forever. The final part of that 17th verse. But if you do the will of God, you will live forever. Uh, this morning, I want to talk from this thought, uh, doing God's will, doing God's will. In 1975, <clears throat> A rhythm and blues group named Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes recorded a number one hit that is still uh, an R&B favorite for anyone over the age of 50. The song was entitled, Wake Up Everybody. And one of the lines in the song said, Wake up, everybody, no more sleeping in bed. 
No more backwards thinking. Uh, time to be thinking ahead. The world has changed so very much from what it used to be. There's so much hatred, war, and poverty. Now, 45 years later, the lyrics to that song perfectly describes the condition of our present world. Every condition in life is preceded by a cause. And I want to suggest today that the cause of the condition of the world is simply man seeking to do his own will and not God's will. Everywhere we turn in life, it's all about what I want, what I think, what I believe, what I know, what I have accomplished. Very few folks talk about what God wants, what God thinks, what God believes, what God knows, what God has accomplished. But this attitude of rejecting God and living a lifestyle that is not pleasing to God is rooted in man's desire to do his own will. Oh, this morning I just want to share with you that Christians are called to do God's will. It seems like if a person owns something, he has the right to do what he wants with what he owns. You know, it's my house. I can do what I want in my house. It's my car. I can ride who I want to ride. It's my body. I subject it to whatever I want to subject it to. It's my money. I can give it to whomever I please or do whatsoever I want to do with my money. Have you gotten the point by now? The four uh, statements I just made are all based on my will. Christians should never be rooted in their own will. We must be rooted in God's will. When we live a life with no regard to what God says, uh, we are living in danger. Notice, notice how, how clearly God makes this known in his word over in Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 14, uh, verse number 12, it says, There is a way that seems right to man, but in the end it leads to death. Uh, we must be very sure that our will lines up with God's will. Everything that seems right may not be right in the eyes of God. Everything that seems right is, is rooted in man's own will. Everything that is right is rooted in God's will. Give you an example, a reflection on life. You know, when I, when I was living in the world and all of us, have lived worldly outside of the will of God. It seemed right to be at church, but I was really not in church. It seemed right to give more money uh, to Crown Royal than to the church. It seemed right to go to church on Sunday morning and sleep in church when I didn't have a problem staying awake and being at the club all night long. It it seemed right to, to, to cheat God of his tithe because I knew I was giving a little more than many of the other members in the church. It seemed right uh, to be an officer in the church with no real relationship with God. It, it seemed right uh, to look like a church member, dress like a church member, and pretend to be a, a Christian for two hours. Yes, what, what, what seemed to be right was not right because uh, I did not line up with God's word. Anybody ever been there? 
simply put, but before I entered into a real relationship with Christ, I was on a perfect road to hell, dressed up in a suit, wasting my time on Sunday mornings. I was headed for eternal death away from God the Father. But somebody besides me ought to be thankful for God's grace. Because, you see, under grace, I've, I've learned that one can only do God's will when he or she is filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, you cannot do God's will on your own. Uh, we can never be what God wants us to be on our, on our own. We can never be different from the world on our own. We can never love everybody on our own. We can never be pleasing to God on our own. We must be filled with God's Holy Spirit. Ephesians 5 and 18 says, And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Talking about the Holy Spirit. And when we are filled with the Spirit, we, we can walk in the Spirit. And when we walk in the Spirit, we can then do God's will. Anything outside of that means we're only playing church. You see, it is not about our will, but it's about God's will. And this morning, when we look at this text, uh, the sermon text, we find that the author of our sermon text is the Apostle John, who had walked with the Lord. He is writing to believers everywhere. Now, he wanted to encourage them to do God's will. He knew that the gospel of Christ was calling them from an old way of living to a new way of living. He knew that while the early believers were being called to a new life in Christ, the old lifestyle was calling them to return or remain in the world. And anyone who has truly accepted Jesus Christ uh, as your Lord and Savior and you've turned from the world, you can testify to the fact that just because you accept Christ as Lord and Savior doesn't mean the world isn't still beckoning at you. Doesn't mean that the world is not still calling. <laughs> Let's look at the text. <coughs> Verse 15, reading New Living Translation. It says, stop loving this evil world and all that it offers you. For when you love the world, you show that you do not have the love of the Father in you. <laughs> you see, believers must love God. John tells us that early in the letter. 1 John, 1, 2, and 5. Now, we must first love God and, and love uh, our brothers and sisters in Christ. Uh, 1 John 2 and 10 tells us that. But they must not love this evil world. In this text, world does not refer to God's creation that God declared good and that reveals his glory. No, nor, nor does it refer uh, to the world that, that God so loved that he gave his only son to die for it over in John 3.16. John uses the word world uh, to refer to the realm of Satan's influence, the system made up of those who hate God and his will. Believers are not to love this world and its selfish pleasures. You see, when you are in love with the pleasures of this world, the love of God is not in you. When the desires of self rules over what says the Lord, you are an enemy to God. 
When you love this world, it means you take pleasure in something that is opposed to God. Taking pleasure in riches, power, and self-indulgence is a clear sign of a person who is completely under the control of Satan. Look at verse 16. It says, New Living Translation text, For the world offers only, notice now, the lust for physical pleasure, the lust for everything we see, and pride in our possessions. These are not from the Father. They are from this evil world. Notice here, the Apostle John specifies three categories in which the world offers man much in opposition to God. The first thing he talks about <coughs> is the lust for physical pleasures. In other words, the cravings of sinful man. You know, when we think about lusting, we often think about the many sexual desires that is generated in the hearts of man. Adultery, fornication, and any other sexual sin one can think of starts on the inside of a man. But physical lust can be more than that. Any sort of selfish or greedy cravings simply to satisfy one's physical desires and rebellion against God could also be considered lust of the flesh. Yes, uh, the lust of the flesh is not a part of God's will. The second thing that he points out in that verse uh, 16 is lust for everything we see. In other words, the lust of the eyes. When we crave or, or bow down to materialism, we are lusting at everything we see. Materialism has caused some folks to lose uh, their hair, believe it or not. <laughs> it's caused some to lose their minds, some to lose their homes, some to even lose their marriages. The third thing that he points out is pride in our possessions. In other words, boasting of what one has and done. You know, this is an inward attitude <clears throat> and the outward boasting because of an obsession with one's status or possession. A person hooked on pride is always bragging to impress somebody. And often their bragging may be stretching the truth. I was told uh, by someone older than myself to never go broke in a conversation. So we hear people who uh, brag about this and brag about that and talk about they're going to do this and do that. Just watch what they actually do. Yes. We've got to understand we can't have pride, lust of physical pleasure, lust for everything we see, pride in our possessions. Verse 17 says, and this world is fading away along with everything it craves. But, the last part of the text, but if you do the will of God, you will live forever. John gives a warning to those who are in love with this world. Because the world is fading away. Yes, the world is passing on. Everything that man craves for in this world will fade away. The workaholic will die unfulfilled. The greedy politicians will die in despair. The pleasure-mad partygoers may find their lives ruined by drugs or alcohol. 
the church member that never became a Christian will become a dead church member. But the text says, but if you do the will of God, you will live forever. But those of us that, that, that do God's will, yes, we'll die a physical death, but live eternally forever with the Lord. That, that, that's good news. Yes, I, I may get sick on this side, may get sick and die, but, but I live forever on the other side. The Bible tells us in the book of Job 14 and 1 that man that is born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. But I just want to let you know this morning I'm not worried about my time. And how long I have to live because that is all in God's hands. I'm not worried about the troubles that I see because my God knows all about them. I just know that if I, if I live a life doing God's will, yes, when the storms of life are over, when, when I've sung my last song, when I've prayed my last prayer, when I've preached my last sermon, when I have said my last goodbye, when I've answered my, my last phone call on this side, I have a building on the other side not made by man's hands. Oh, yeah, I got a home where there'll be no more sickness. There'll be no more troubles. There, there'll be no more dying over there. Yes, accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and be saved. John is simply telling us if we are who we claim to be, we will do God's will. Yes, that's the message this morning. We're to do the will of the one who hung, bled, and died on a hill called Calvary. Buried in a borrowed tomb, stayed there all night Friday, all day Saturday. But early on that great first day of the week on a Sunday morning, he got up with all power and trusted in his hands. Yes, if you confess Christ as Lord and Savior, believe in your heart uh, that he died for your sins. Believe that he's risen, that he's alive. The word says, you shall be saved. So this morning, if you're listening, we challenge you to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. Confess with your mouth that you're a sinner. Believe in your heart that Jesus is the son of a true and living God, that he died for your sins, <clears throat> that he was buried, and now that he lives, thou shalt be saved. And you're saved right now. You're, you're saved wherever you're listening, wherever you're watching. Then from there, you need to connect with the body of believers to help encourage you and to help you grow in God's word. If you desire to become a member here at the Friendship Baptist Church, <clears throat> due to this pandemic, uh, pandemic cannot stop you from accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And you're saved right now if you've confessed and you've accepted. Uh, to tie to the local body called the Friendship Baptist Church here in Aiken, just it's called area code 803-648-9290, and someone uh, will get back with you within 48 hours. Leave your name, your contact information, and you will receive a phone call. You can accept Christ where you are. Yes, we are to do God's will. Let us pray. God, we thank you for this opportunity that you have allowed us to stand boldly to share your word. Thank you for those, Father God, who didn't think it was robbery. Father God, to, to look or, or listen in this morning. As I pray, Father God, that, that no one listened or watched and walked away not knowing your son, Jesus Christ, as Lord and Savior. Lord, we ask that you strengthen us and keep us during these uncertain times. Give us uh, the ability, the knowledge, and the courage to do your will. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.